1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of our 174th week. Uh, As we talked about at the end of last episode, this is a mock draft episode. We're just going to do the first round mock for the upcoming NFL draft. Let's just dive right into it. There's no news we missed this week. Jared, you've got the honors of taking the first pick for the Panthers. Who are you taking here at number one?
0: The first overall pick of the 2023 NFL draft will be the Panthers will select... CJ Stroud. <laughs> I think they're going to go with Stroud purely because of Bryce Young's height and injury history. Um, he'd be the shortest quarterback to win a Super Bowl. His comp basically is Kyler Murray in, ter- in terms of size. And that comparison like could be good or bad depending on who you ask. But I think mostly bad in terms of the injury history that Bryce Young has. Kyler Murray just going down this year too. I think if you're trading up for the number one overall pick, you might not be willing to risk that. And for all the reasons why I think they won't pick Bryce Young, like C.J. Stroud has earned the right, I think, too, to be a number one overall pick. He probably had his best college game against Georgia, which really helped his draft stock. Um, And hopefully he can turn around the trend of Ohio State quarterbacks not really having the best track record. At least I'm not that big of a fan of Justin Fields, I'll say. I know that there's some people, I think, on this podcast that are, but um, I think C.J. Stroud could turn it around for sure.
2: Yeah. At pick number 2, I don't think that the Texans are crazy enough to go and do a guy like Anthony Richardson. I think the Panthers might be, I think the Colts might be. I think the Pan- the Texans are going to go with Bryce Young, who is probably the best, like let's say, quarterback coming into this draft. Probably not the best quarterback prospect if you want to put labels on them, but he is talented and they have a chance to kind of really turn around this franchise after losing Deshaun Watson a couple years ago. Um, they have two first round picks this year. I think Bryce Young is going to be a polished product. I think that he coming from an Alabama system might fit well alongside D'Amico Ryans, who I would regard as a really polished and, um, precision driven type coach with a precision driven type player. I think that's a good fit.
3: Yeah, so next up is the Cardinals. And I think at this position, the Cardinals have pretty much the biggest no-brainer picks in the draft. I didn't prepare notes on anybody else because they're going to pick Will Anderson Jr., uh, the edge from Alabama. Um, I think he is the most surefire thing in the draft and lots of other mock drafts I've looked at. And my own study have kind of confirmed this. The Cardinals don't need a quarterback even though um, Richards is still on the board. Will Evans is still on the board. They need help on the D-line. I think that Will Anderson absolutely does that. I can maybe see the logic of them trading like back a pick or two to a team that feels really strongly about one of the other two quarterbacks if they know they're going to get Anderson. But I think Anderson is such a sure thing that J.J. Watt's gone. They need somebody to fill in that place. A lot of his comps have been Hassan Redick, which, if true, works out nicely because their new head coach, Jonathan Gannon, worked with Redick in Philadelphia. So maybe he can do the same uh, with Anderson in Arizona. So, yeah, Will Anderson... No-brainer
4: three pick. Okay, I've got the Colts at four, and I'm going to make the crazy pick that Wyatt alluded to. I'm going Anthony Richardson. The Colts ah. need a QB. There's no way around it. Matt Ryan, Sam Allinger, just simply will not do. Um, the options here suck. I'm, I'm not happy with them. <laughs> uh, but I'm going with Richardson because I, pref- I prefer him to Levis. Levis really just feels like another QB with flashy tools who just will not work out. You know, quite simply, he struggles with accuracy, he often makes poor decisions. A lot of the same can be said about Richardson, but even if he can't pass well, he's an elite runner from day one. He's a dual threat from day one. And Steichen has experience with running QBs like Jalen Hurts, who's obviously a very different QB, uh, but he has some experience there. Um, I know one thing for sure is that Richardson will be fantastic at the two-cheek sneak. That's you know goes <laughs> unsaid. So he's a massive risk. He had some terrible games last year, um, but the Colts need a quarterback, and I think he's probably their their most exciting option here
1: or trade for Lamar
4: or trade for Lamar. Honestly, not opposed to it.
1: Um, Okay. I've got the Seahawks at five and uh, we talked about this very briefly. Somebody alluded to this in the previous episode. I don't think Jalen Carter is going to slide further than this. Um, I know he's got the reckless driving and racing charge. I don't know anything about the, you know, inner workings of what teams have talked about with him about that or what's going to happen. But mock drafts seem to think he's not falling further than this. So I'm just going to go with that. Seahawks clearly need help on the D line. Uh, they gave up over 150 rushing yards a game last year. Jalen Carter might not be—he uh, might not be the fifth best player in this draft. He might be the best player in this draft on talent alone, and he's falling because of his, you know, his legal issues. So he's versatile. They can—they can line him up anywhere. He's going to be a beast right off of the bat. Um, basically, if the Seahawks are okay with—with with the legal stuff, he's not going further than this.
3: All right, next up is the Detroit Lions, and the story for the Lions this draft is going to be defense, defense, defense. And I'm going to go with who I think is the best defensive player in this draft uh, left at this point, and that is Christian Gonzalez, the quarterback from Oregon. Um, I think it's a toss-up between him and Devin Weatherspoon of Illinois for his best corner, but I think Gonzalez slightly has the edge. He has all the athletic tools. He is excellent in coverage. The one critique that I've seen of him and I'm reading, quoting this from WalterFootball.com, is that a lot of teams wonder whether how much dog he has in him because apparently he gives up on some plays. But I think that's something you can fix once you get to the NFL mentality-wise. Yeah, he has all the athletic skills. He has excellent coverage. He's proved himself to be a great corner at Oregon, so I would pick him here at 65 or the
4: Lions. Lucas, the dog is built in. You can't fix that. Okay? <laughs> you either, have it, you either have it or you don't. either have it or you don't.
2: At pick seven, I have the Raiders. I think they're going to go offensive line. I think that the way the board is shaking, it gives them a lot of opportunity here. I don't think they need an edge. I don't think they need a wide receiver. I do think that they need cornerback depth, but most importantly, right now, it's important to keep Jimmy Garoppolo, who I don't find very talented, uh, to stay upright (laughs) right now and at least get the ball in the hands of Devontae Adams so that way they can do something. Paris Johnson Jr., no bias for him being an Ohio State guy, but I think he's the best athlete at that position right now. Um, he's going to be able to mirror anybody, and although he comes out of college as a left tackle, I think that he'll stay there in the NFL, and Colton Miller will move over to the right side and and make that move there.
3: All right, next up, sorry, is the Falcons um, at eight. Um, and like the Lions before them, I think the story of this draft for... Falcons is defense, defense, defense. Um specifically, I think they need help at edge. And I'm gonna go with who I think is the best edge left or really the first the best edge after Anderson, and that is Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. I think he fills a gap. He's long, he's explosive, he's got a great combo of height, weight, length, everything you sort of want in him. Super athletic, super high upside. Again, the Falcons need help on defense, and I think that uh drafting Wilson here is the best choice.
4: Okay, so a nine for the Bears. Uh I'm going offensive line, uh kind of like Wyatt did. I think the you know the Bears traded back, obviously. And so they're they're clearly investing in Justin Fields at this point, and they need to protect him. They haven't done that so far. Um I you know, Paris Johnson would have been a good option because he already played with Justin Fields a bit. Um, but I'm going with Skaronsky, Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern with this one. Um, he's a really good pass blocker seems like he'll give them a he's a high floor guy that I feel like is a, a fairly sure thing to to be a good starter for them uh, to kind of build that line Um, and, and give Justin Fields some time
1: nice okay I was thinking about taking him here with the 10th pick for the Eagles I will no longer be doing that but the Eagles are in a pretty good place Um, just because there is this roster is already so talented they don't have any glaring needs i i am gonna lean towards edge here i think uh they did lose hargrave it's as good a, a, an argument as any you could also argue uh db but i don't like any of the dbs on my board quite at this point so i'm gonna go with miles murphy from clemson um he's basically got elite size he's six foot five 260 pounds really long arms um basically i've seen some people describe his biggest asset as just being freakishly athletic um, but the only thing he did at the combine was the bench. So we don't really know for sure, but still, I mean, he's got a super high motor. He's strong. He's quick. He's got great bend around the edge. Um, he's got inconsistent form, but that's coachable. Uh, some of the prospects flaws are fixable. Some of them are not. And I think he's a prospect who's got fixable flaws. So I think the Eagles with their load of talent on defense already would be a good place for him to come in and kind of, you know, slowly learn the rope. So I'm going with miles Murphy from Clemson here at 10.
0: Okay. I have the Titans here at 11. I'm disappointed. If I'm the Titans, I'm disappointed that Skaronski got picked, as well as Paris Johnson Jr. But I think I still probably would go offensive line here based on my board. I'm going to go Broderick Jones from Georgia. I think it's good just to get SEC talent if you're trying to build up that running game. And I I know that everybody's, like PFF, which we're on doing this draft simulator, keeps saying wide receiver. But I think we've talked about this last week. The Titans kind of know their window's closed. And I don't think it makes sense to draft a wide receiver this high. If you don't have the quarterback, personally, so I am going to go a line here, Broderick Jones from Georgia for the Titans.
2: Yeah, at twelve. Funny enough, it's me again with the Texans. Who I get to kind of reshape I get to shape their entire first round. I am going to go with the best wide receiver left or, uh, available right now, which is Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think trading Brandon Cooks creates a very open position for them at the slot. I think that he is a savvy route runner. I do think that he can play on the outside. He ran a four five. At his pro day, which is not bad. I mean, uh, Devontae Adams ran a four five as well, so it's not like he ran like a four seven or a four eight. He's still good enough to be able to create some separation here and there between guys. And ultimately, I have said this before about D'Amico Ryan. I think having a defensive head coach, although is a disadvantage long term because those offensive coaches get po- poached, it does give them the ability for him to use his expertise to maximize the defense, so they can filter more a- assets to the offense. Right? So right now we got our quarterback, we got our wide receiver one. I like the pairing between the two, and we'll just watch them work.
3: Yeah. Next up is the Jets, and who are apparently filling a pretty big needed quarterback in this offseason with Aaron Rodgers, though I don't think anything has happened in the last week (laughs) or so on that front, but assuming that happens, they're going to protect Rodgers. They need help at tackle, so I think they should go with Anton Harrison, who's a tackle from Oklahoma. Um... Especially good in pass blocking, which will help if Rodgers is in there. They need somebody to keep um, him protected, keep him safe. Not as great of a run blocker, but you can work with that. I've seen him described as not a liability in the run. <laughs> so that is uh, Love to <laughs> see all it. you yeah. need. But he's got <laughs> he's got super great athleticism, um, and he can learn um, how to run block better with the Jets and protect Rodgers and be great going forward.
4: So for the Patriots at 14, I'm taking Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. Uh the Patriots need secondary help. You know, specifically they lack guys who can body big receivers. Most of their corners are 5'10" or under, um, and man coverage is kind of a hallmark of, you know, Bill Belichick's defense. But the lack of size has meant that they've been doing that a lot less over the past couple seasons. So I think they'll take him here. Um everything about him has Patriots written all over him. You know, he's described as an elite competitor. High football IQ. He has that dog in him. Um, he's got a little bit more size than some of these other Patriots secondary guys. He's six foot, apparently. Um, and his tape last year from Illinois. Very impressive. Best coverage grade in, in the FBS last year, according to PFF. So I feel like he's a really good option for them here at 14.
1: And a good tackler.
4: And a good tackler, yeah. Good open field tackler.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm up next with the Packers at 15. Um, this is not an, I don't think an ideal way for the board to have shaped out, but I guess it's okay. Uh, one, one need I've seen a lot that people think is applicable to the Packers is tight end. I'm not quite willing to go there yet at 15. I'm going to go with wide receiver. I'm going to take the second one off the board. I think it's going to be Quentin Johnston out of TCU. Um, basically he is in a different class of receiver from, from Jackson Smith and Jigbon Addison. He's like the super speedy, explosive kind of like beefy genre of receiver, uh, he had a terrific combine, right? He measured in at six foot three, two 208 pounds. He didn't run the 40, but his broad jump and vertical are outstanding. And if the Packers could just use him the way TCU used him, they'll be fine. They ran him on a lot of crossers, a lot of deep routes. Basically, he just gets to outwork and out hustle, out physically dominate cornerbacks. He has some issues with drops. That's fixable. That's his, like, biggest concern. But uh, if the Packers use him right, he's probably going to be a stud in the NFL. So I'm taking Quentin Johnston here.
0: It'll be it'll be kind of funny that the the Packers draft a wide receiver now that if Aaron Rodgers is gone mm-hmm. by this point too, that'd be pretty funny. Uh, this is a tough pick uh, for the Commanders. Well, Will Levis is still available. I am not going to. I don't think I'm going to draft him. I I like Sam Howell. I think I think he's pretty intriguing. They also have like Ron Rivera is on a short leash, so he's probably not going to. I don't I don't think he's going to want to work with like any of the quarterbacks he has. Probably probably Jacoby Brissett at this point. Uh, maybe Eric Bieniemy is there to like inherit it, and maybe the Washington front office, which also might be changing next year with the sale of the team. Like it's, it's just kind of a weird situation there right now. I don't think they go quarterback here. I'm gonna go Joey Porter Jr. at corner back actually, which is another need for that for that team, and just get yourself a good solid player that PFF obviously is very high on. So, and following following about where PFF ranks him in terms of how good of a player he is. So. I think don't go don't go quarterback here. I I just think it's too weird of a situation for them, and I'm not high on Will Levis. So sorry, Will.
2: It would have been cool <laughs> here at pick 17 to pick Joey Porter, Porter Jr., who was actually going to be my pick yeah. because his dad was a Steeler once upon a time. Um, with the Steelers, it's really weird. It's like this weird is I think Kenny Pickett can go and be for them. And then, but they also got a lot of veterans on that defensive side of the team. Who, like, where are they really going? Are they they're not in contention to really win the division? But they never had a losing season, so they're never bad enough to make any major additions right now. So let's just go ahead and make like a Steelers like pick. I'm gonna go with Brian Branch from safety from Alabama, kind of your do it all guy. Um, I know that it's weird next to uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, but maybe you know he's more of a nickel corner gadget guy that you can add in there and you at least create two of the best safeties in the league next to each other. I wouldn't go tackle. I don't think that there's going to be like six tackles going in the first round. And I think that there's enough cornerback depth here where they can kind of go and get the next guy. I don't know if Deontay banks is is worth it here at pick 17.
3: Uh, I feel like it's a very classic Steelers pick. And I think I'm hoping in some ways he falls to the Eagles because the Eagles need to plug some gaps uh, at safety, there may be one position of real need, uh, but I think great pick for the Steelers. Uh, I'm up next for the Lions, and I'm gonna go interior line here because D line because pick corner the first time I had the Lions. I'm between two players, uh, Kalija uh from Pitt and Brian Brees, uh from Clemson. It basically comes down to uh, Cansey is undersized but has like everything else that you'd want. And Brees has all the physical attributes, um, but he has an injury history, torn ACL, and all that. I'm going to go with Brian Brees. Um, He can't teach size. He just is built for the position. He was the number one overall high school recruit in his time at Clemson. He played well. So I think he checks all the bucks physically. He comes from a program in Clemson that will teach him to play excellently on defense. And for that reason, um, as the Lions continue to beef up their defense, I think Brian Brees is the right pick here.
4: At 19, I'm going to go with Lucas Van Ness. Um, I was originally thinking offensive line here, but I think most of the the best options have been taken already. The Bucks just released one of their tackles, but I think they can wait till later rounds for this. Um, Van Ness, I feel like his upside is is really tantalizing. I think Bart, you had covered him in our combine episode, as having a great combine. Like A lot of people have compared his combine to that um, from Trevon Walker last year that obviously got Walker bumped him up to number one on the board. Um, so I feel like he's worth it to take. He was a really good uh, multi-year starter at Iowa. So um, the Bucks kind of need help everywhere so they can kind of afford to go for best available here.
1: Okay, I was worried. I was worried I wouldn't be able to get my guy here at 20, but uh, I'm going to go with more D-line help for the Seahawks. That's going to be Nolan Smith Edge out of Georgia. Uh, Nolan Smith's combine was crazy. Basically, he's undersized for edge. He's like a good 30-ish pounds below the other top um, prospects there. But he, his combine was outstanding. He ran a 4.39.40 as an edge. That's like a wide receiver at times. So, like, <laughs> physically, he's he's an, he's an a specimen, basically. Like, power is not the way he wins uh, when, it, when it comes to pass rushing, but he doesn't really need that because he's so quick and shifty and just hard to get in front of. Um, so... You know, that might be a problem in the NFL where offensive linemen are actually quicker and they're really strong. But generally speaking, like he should be able to contribute and be uh, like a frustrating pass rusher for offensive linemen right off the bat. And I think it also counts for something that he was such a key cog in Georgia's defense. Like in 21, uh, that was an elite defense. He played the whole season this past year. He played most of the season until he got hurt. And they were once again an elite defense. Um, so I think that you can't just discount him because he's smaller than, you know, a prototypical edge might be. So I think the Seahawks are going to take Nolan Smith here.
0: Okay. Um, if I'm the chargers here, I definitely was looking wide receiver. I saw a couple of mock drafts that had Jackson Smith and Jigba falling all the way down here, which if that no does happen, that'd be amazing. But yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I would go Jordan Addison with this pick here. I think don't overthink it too much. Get the USC guy. I mean, he was the best wide receiver in the country his sophomore season. He's done it with Pickett and Caleb Williams. So um, I think that's a good a good target for Justin Herbert, and you just got to keep building around him. So I'm going to go Jordan Addison.
2: Funny enough, at pick 22 with the Baltimore Ravens, Will Levis is looking me eye to eye, and it, <laughs> I don't know if it's too unhinged <laughs> at the moment to go ahead and get him after Lamar Jackson had uh, requested a trade. I'm actually in a really tough spot because it it, it kind of makes sense. I don't know if any of the rest of the teams that we have left picking are going to make a quarterback. I'm going to play it safe for this one. I'm going to go with Zay Flowers here, mm. um, who is basically like Debo Samuels of this year, funny enough. The Ravens pick him for his ability to play out of the backfield, not necessarily to catch the ball, but he is a gadget <laughs> guy. He's going to go out there and do something good, and I know that the Ravens are at least adamant that, like, Lamar Jackson is going to be our quarterback next year. I certainly don't think so. Uh but if I were in the Ravens' mindset right now, I would probably go with Zay.
4: Yeah. Zay is like my favorite receiver in the draft. I love yeah, Zay. He's, he's awesome. so fun to watch.
3: Yeah. Uh all right. I'm up next with the Vikings and Will Levis is also staring me in the face. Still available. <laughs> I have seen him mocked here a decent number of times actually, but I I can't they have way more pressing needs. Kirk is a good quarterback. I don't know if Levis feels like somebody who's gonna to me to burn out a little bit in the NFL. And the Vikings need a lot of help on defense, especially at corner. So I'm gonna go with Deontay Banks, uh, the corner from Maryland. Had some injury history, um shoulder injury back in twenty twenty one. Um but super physical, very athletic. I think the pretty clear cut third best corner in this draft. Uh, I don't think he's worth like a mid first round pick as somebody alluded to earlier, but I think now that we're getting back towards 23 type range, I think that's good value for the Vikings to get him here and help shore up that defense.
4: Yeah. 24. I've got the Jaguars. Um, I feel like they need also help at, at corner to help with all the, the pass heavy AFC offenses that they're going to be playing in the playoffs for years. Um, specifically, they need someone to cover the slot. I think they struggled with last year. Uh, so I'm taking Cam Smith from South Carolina. Uh, who I feel like is a really good option for that uh, experience in the slot, and um, I feel I like can help them out in that area.
1: You really did a number on me, Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was so was excited to yeah. take him. Um, okay, so let, let's see here. The uh, My board is not shaking out in a great way for the Giants here at 25. Um, I think it's true, though, that they need defensive back help generally, and so even though... The next two cornerbacks that I would have taken are gone. I guess I'll go with a safety here. And that safety is Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M. Uh, good size. six 6'3", 32-inch arms. Uh, and he's good at covering. That's kind of his thing against the slot, I think, generally. Um, PFF's comp for him is Kyle Hamilton and how Kyle Hamilton was used for the Ravens this past year. Um, according to them, he had 26 coverage stops this past season, which was fourth most in the Power 5. So a really good cover safety. He's good against the run, he's a really great tackler. He's not versatile per se, like you can't really line him up all over the field and use him however you want like a Swiss Army knife kind of safety, but I think at this point in the first round you're happy to take a safety who is just really reliable at that one thing cuz obviously covering is a big part of it. So, the Giants need help there in the in the secondary in general, so I'm going to go with Antonio Johnson.
0: I am really glad I get to pick for the Cowboys here. I think this is an interesting pick. I think I think B. John Robinson is, is staring Der- Jerry Jones in the face here, <laughs> but I don't think he's going to pick him. This is who I think he's going to pick. Michael Mayer from Notre Dame, baby. Mm-hmm. They need to replace Dalton nice. Schultz at the tight end position. I really want this to happen, too, because this would make me an even bigger Cowboys fan. Um, but I think he's, like, genuinely, I think, a really, really good player that's going to be very productive for Dak, um, and you don't need... I mean, Tony Pollard was a fourth-round pick. I think, like, he kind of lost his, like... His adopted son and Zeke, like one of his adopted sons and Zeke kind of left the team and he's like, maybe wants to fill that hole with Bijan Robinson. But I also think he kind of learned his lesson and be like, you know, I don't need to draft it. You don't need to draft running backs high anymore. So I think Dalton, or not Dalton Jules, Michael Mayer here.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you didn't. I thought there was a chance, Jared, that you would have picked Bijan Robinson, but I was kind of, (laughs) I was doing, I was scrambling a little bit to like, what, what, what did their interior defensive line look like? I know that they have some trouble here defensively. Um, I was also thinking about adding another wide receiver, but it's obvious now that Bijan Robinson is available to me. I do think that at least one running back is going to go in the first round. Picking at pick 27 is not necessarily detrimental. I don't know if the Bills are that close, like a running back away, but adding a guy like Bijan Robinson to that roster does take some pressure off Josh Allen, especially as a runner. I know he's a versatile pass catcher. If Bajan Robinson wasn't here, by the way, like let's say the Cowboys did, I probably would have gone Jameer Gibbs right after that. We would have had two running backs go in the first round. But either way, I think it works out for them.
0: Um, all right, we're pretty low here on the Bengals uh, in the draft order. I think I'm going to go. Correct me if he's not available. Collegiate Cansey. He is. Yeah, he's still there. He's right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of their needs is D line here. I. I I could see Michael Mayer also going here if, like, the Cowboys don't pick him because they need a tight end as well. But at this point, just draft for, like, best available player at this point um, and fill a need at the same time. So that's where I'm going to go.
2: Irv Smith, though, Jared, just to to kind of heal your wounds here for the tight end position. Irv Smith signed with the Bengals, and he feels like he's the missing piece. So you didn't need to Mm -hmm. draft a tight end at all.
0: You can get Darnell Washington like, the third round, too. Mm. I think he's he's pretty... He had a mm. crazy combine. We talked about him.
1: He might go earlier yeah. than that, but... Mm. Yeah. No, that's fair.
4: Okay, at 29 for the Saints. Having a little bit of a tough time here. I feel like I was considering wide receiver. Yeah, <laughs> I see someone is hinting at Will Levis. Uh,
1: I don't like <laughs> Will
4: Levis, though. I just don't really think... He's uh, I don't think he's going to turn into anything, even if he sits behind Derek Carr, who seems like he'd be, be a good influence. Um, so I'm going to go Dalton Kincaid from Utah. The The Saints, like I don't know who the Saints tight end is right now. Is it Taysom Hill? Who knows? Um, but they don't have anyone relevant. <laughs> um, they need other receiving options to help out um, Chris Olave, who showed a lot of promise last year. I don't have faith that Michael Thomas will remain healthy. Um, so I feel like Kincaid, he's a good pass-catching tight end, could kind of fill that need for them.
1: Um, Wyatt, I'm so sorry. Could you remind me who I'm not sure who picked for the Eagles at ten? It certainly wasn't me. Uh, who did the Eagles take at ten?
2: <laughs> Miles Murphy.
1: Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, All right, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep it going here with the D-line help for the Eagles. I, I know. I was kidding. I was kidding. I know. Um, <laughs> keep, keep the sack numbers strong next year. Uh, again, they lost Hargrave. So I guess they need help here. I'm going to go with somebody. He's still available, right? Uh, that somebody has collided with or no? Oh, Jared just took no, it. I picked
0: him. I picked him.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. You did just pick him. Okay. In that case, we're going to go interior O line because that's another need. They lost Isaac Sumolo. Interior O line, that means Osiris Torrance out of Florida. Yep, there he is. He's six foot five. He's three hundred thirty pounds. So in other words, he's a he's a mass. He's a tree. Like he's a beast. You're drafting him for his physique. His combine was pretty pedestrian. So like the athleticism per se isn't there. But he's massive. Uh, and this is kind of an example of where tape means more to you, or at least maybe it should mean more to you than athleticism, because like he's just he's instinctive. And PFF get this graded him at eighty eight last year, which is the best guard in the country. I wouldn't be surprised if he uh gets drafted a lot earlier than 30, um to be honest. So yeah, the Eagles need help since Fumolo left uh in the interior line, so I guess Osiris Torrance is as reasonable pick here as any.
0: Alrighty. Uh I have the Chiefs with the final pick of the first round. Um I'm struggling with this one too. I'm gonna go Dewan Jones from Ohio State. Uh, they definitely uh, offensive line is definitely one of the needs I think for the Kansas City Chiefs with some departures there. They could go wide receiver here too potentially, but I don't really know enough about Josh Downs, and I know he's kind of smaller, and um, they probably are gonna want somebody maybe a little bit bigger at that position. And wide receiver is a little more diamond dozen I think. So I will go, uh, Dewan Jones offensive tackle.
4: So that will do it for our first mock draft of the season. First of, how many do you think, y'all? You Ten, know, 10, 15 mock drafts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna be. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> no we'll At least us. one more is coming. Is,
0: is the big is the big thing for us? Mm-hmm. But
4: exactly? Um, but but yeah, um, be sure to be back for our, our other mock drafts later in the season. Uh, but as per usual, thank you for listening. Uh, please like, subscribe on all our social media pages. Lunchpail guys underscore. Um, And we'll see you back next week.